At the, at the meeting for morning devotion, the Holy Spirit said to me, blind leaders. Amen. And I delved into the mystery and the glory just filled the room and And then when I woke up this morning, he said, blind believers need insight. Wow. My God. Father, thank you. Lay your hands upon me. Grant me grace to bless the lives of your people. Change every one of us. Remove blindness from us. We receive it by faith now. And we thank you for the miracle of sight. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We decree that none of us will remain the same. Amen. Hallelujah. The God of this world that blinded the minds of them that believe not will no longer blind us. We will see. We will see now. We will have sight now. Lord, we give you the glory and the praise. Help me get it done. Thank you for your faithful that promised. And I give you praise in Jesus' name. You'll be amazed when you look at the New Testament. You see that Jesus confronted blindness more than any other situation. And he healed every blind man differently. Amen. That should let you know that your path to spiritual sight will be uniquely yours. But watch. With every miracle of sight that Jesus performed, there was one constant denominator. The people had to overcome their pride to receive their miracle. One man was shouting and pleading for help. And people said, shut up, you're making too much noise. He had to ignore the people running him down for shouting for help. Many times in this kingdom, many of you are not hungry enough. You say you're hungry, but you can hear a comment on the side. Amen. And you would have left your miracle. Amen. Hallelujah. You would have left your miracle. Instead of answering the people telling you to shut up. And Jesus would have moved on. The reason I ignore you is that you are not the answer. You are not the source of my answer. Hallelujah. I know where my help comes from. 
bunch of people in our way. You must get free of people to live. Free of people to see. One of the instructions that came down when I woke up yesterday, God said, go get you some quills. I want you to come to this altar and wrap yourself up and stay here until I visit you and give you the stadium crusades. Hallelujah. He said, wrap yourself up on this altar and wait on me and wait on me and I will visit you and give you something the world has never seen. I'm telling you all, the miracles in the Bible are about to happen again. Glory! Glory! Another blind man said, Jesus, spit into the clay. That's where most of you would have said, wait a minute. I don't do spit. Come on, Richard. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I mean, I don't mind being healed, but uh, you, but little. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hallelujah! He, he said he spit into the spittle and, and, and made, made something and rubbed it on his eyes. He said, "Now you go to the pool of Siloam and wash." Come on, people around would have been making judgments. Why are you going to send a blind man to the pool of Siloam? Hallelujah. This is why we never closed during COVID. If you can go to the grocery store, then you should come to church. If you can find your way as a blind man to go grocery shopping, you can find your way to Siloam and get your sight. I am looking for hungry people. I don't care what you want me to do. I'm ready to do it. I'm ready. Just tell me what you want me to do. So the man went and went and washed and came seen. He had to overcome himself. He had to overcome his mind. He had to overcome the naysayers. Are you ready to see? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. There's so many miracles of God encounters in the scriptures that we read and we don't relate to. Even Zacchaeus saw that naturally he was short. He said, now, this is not the time to pray for supernatural growth. I can't change my stature. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You see, if you don't get into the story, you can't get into your breakthrough. 
I'm naturally short. But because I'm short, people are going to block me from seeing Jesus. Everybody has a people issue. People are always in your way. They're always in your mind. They're always making comments. They're always saying something. And you got to come up with your own plan to get around people. Hallelujah. Like you're saying, I can't, if I ask them to help me, of course, they will all refuse. But I'm, I'm going to do something. He said, he looked, he looked, he saw a tree. He said, I'm going for it. He ran to that tree and climbed up. You haven't heard my punchline. You see, what most of you don't recognize is that when you make a decision that you're going to get people out of your way to find Jesus, that Jesus knows what you're doing. He's in your thoughts. He's in your plan. Nobody went and informed Jesus what Zacchaeus has just done. But the Bible says that when Jesus got to where Zacchaeus was on the tree, he said he stopped. And he looked up. He says, Zacchaeus, I know you're looking for me. You are not just talking it. You found a way to position yourself. Hallelujah. I'm telling you this morning, it don't matter what you got to do to position yourself. You just do it. If you're going to sing, sing. If you're going to shout, shout. If you're going to sow a seed, sow a seed. If you're going to run around the building, run. But you know he knows what you're doing. And he will come to you and he will stop for you. He said, come on down, Zacchaeus. Because today, I'm going to your house. I'm going to eat dinner at your house. Your plan, your determination that no man can keep me from Jesus. That is the spiritual hunger. The Bible says when you have it, you will be filled. He that hungers and thirsts after righteousness. He said, you shall be filled. You don't know what's been holding you. Yes, you have a need, but you're not desperate. You are too cool for him. God don't like lukewarm stuff. You say you want a breakthrough, but you come to church and sit like a stoic. You don't shout. You don't lift your hands. You don't praise. You don't dance. I said the kingdom is for children. Not for grown-ups. Not for dignified folks. Hallelujah. Hey, I am so desperate. Glory! 
before I leave the earth, by the grace of God, I'm going to leave a glory imprint on this earth. Hallelujah. Come on, have a seat. Beloved, what I'm telling you, that's the reason. People, people's faith are weak. And it looks like God doesn't answer prayers anymore. It's because they're not desperate people. There's too much pride. Too much self in the way can just get out of the way. Watch. Part of the testimony. Watch. We're experiencing glory. Grace. Favor everywhere. And I noticed that all of that was happening with Atlantic Aviation. But there's another group called the Signature. That's the elite of fixed-based operators. They're so expensive, and they give you very little service. When you go to Signature FBO, when the airplane is pulling up, the wingman that is signaling. For you to shut down. It costs $400 for him to come out and do that, except you buy gas to upset it. That's signature. So this time, when we arrived in Colorado, is it not Colorado? Uh, Colorado, is that the last place? Yeah. And it was signature. Immediately, this is how your memories war against you. I've been experiencing favor all day. But we pulled up signature. And so these people. Deaconess already texted me that they say now they only have one crew car instead of two. See, they already short one car, yet they charge the most money. I had just taken the wrong in Arizona and had great miracles. But here, they could get me so easily because I'm carrying data. What are you carrying that's messing you up? You got it. Experience. Warring against you. So now, Minister Art was at the counter. Was it Minister Gavin? I don't know who. It was Minister Art because he is the uh, award-winning navigator that we have. Hallelujah. When he was missing from Glory Fall, I felt every bit of it. Hallelujah. I am I'm blessed he's back, you know. He can always get you there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I go to the counter. Here I go. I've been experiencing all this. So I go to the lady and say, why is it that you guys charge so much money? Huh? Huh? But, but you, you, you give the least service. Atlantic has you be. That was it. Boom. The breach occurred. All that glory that was on me. Lifted. 
And, and Colorado was where I needed this glory, where a gay, openly gay governor is on seat. And I'm trying to unseat him. But they sent me a curve. That's what familiar spirits do. They know what gets to you. They know. So, I said, Lord, this thing costs too much money for me to come out here with an empty head and empty words trying to raise altars in Colorado. Then I remembered the scripture. He said, confess your faults. One, two, another, that you may be healed. That's why many of you can't find grace. You're too perfect. You can't say, you know, I'm wrong. You know, I missed it here. You know, I slept over here. No, you're always a perfect record. <laughs> so, we arrived at the Capitol. So, the people that rode with me in the Uber, I told them, listen now, I breached myself at the airport. I said, now, I, I need to confess this because I don't want us to waste money here. I need the glory to come back. And I told them what I had done and asked them for forgiveness. But then, even though I felt the, the grief, you know, that thing, if you're, when you're saved. That's how we know saved people. When you mess up, that thing is... <laughs> but when you mess up and nothing is messing with you, that's when I start looking at you. Wait a minute. You are not one of us. Mm-hmm. You cuss them out and you feel pretty good. I got them good. <laughs> Please, come on down. Your, your name is not in the book. We don't have to pray about it. We know, say, folks, when you lie, your countenance falls. When you mess up, there's a, a grief in your spirit. Mm-hmm. That's how you know you're saved. So, it lifted, you know, some, but I didn't get the full, full thing back. So I said, okay, maybe what I need to do is wait for the other car to come, and I do it with the whole group. So when they arrived, I made my speech again. And, and in the middle of the speech, the glory went. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what will happen to you, resurrection agents? If you start practicing the covenants that God gave to us. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. He will exalt you. In the middle of it, I scream, oh, glory is back. Come on, let's go. (laughs) I started raising the altars and thundering once again. Hallelujah. I'm not going to let no pride keep me from my breakthrough. That should be your confession this day. I'm not going to let any pride. I'm not going to let any pride. I'm not going to let any pride keep me from my breakthrough. Watch. I want to read this scripture to you. Ephesians 1. 
Ephesians 1.15. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints. You notice? Not some saints. I'll get to that in a minute. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Uh Hallelujah. Glory to God. Maybe I don't need to go further. I need to go back and do what I just read. Before I move on, watch now. It's the traditional thing that when you see somebody doing well or appear to be doing well, you celebrate them. This is why we've lost so many people with grace in our generation because people enjoyed their grace, but nobody labored in prayer for them. But when you look in the scriptures, Paul says, I heard of your faith. Hallelujah. Has anybody heard of your faith? Has your faith made an imprint? Paul said, I heard of your faith and your love to all the saints. No clicks here. No favorite people. You are in the kingdom. You are your father's child. And you love all your siblings. Because we are one family under God. Beloved, this was an exhilarating message. The thunder of the word of God. And how Jesus gives sight to the blind. And how your greatest need is that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened so you will know what you are running for. Hallelujah. This message is so powerful. God showed us clearly. Before you get the revelation, here's the logos of the word of God. If you overcome, he says, I will give you a white raiment. I will not blot your name out of the Lamb's book of life. We celebrate it. That 2023 is come and gone. And our name stayed in the book. Glory to God. (laughs) The Holy Spirit is still with us, working with us. Amen. So if you overcome, I'll make you a pillar in my father's house. I will write my new name on you. I'll write the name of my God on you. I'll write the name of New Jerusalem. I know people are using these kinds of scriptures now to justify tattooing. I'm not in the debate, but it should not be what is encouraged. Amen. Let us remain clean and clear. We don't need tattoos. That is the least addition. (laughs) These are burdens. He said, you know, let go of, of the weight and the sin that so easily beset you. 
and run the race before you, set before you with patience. Amen. That's what we should be about. That's what we should be doing right now. Glory to God. And then I move from there into this mystery that God has given us here at Resurrection House for All Nations. Say humility is a weapon of warfare Satan has no solution for. And it is so easy to breach the Holy Spirit when we get out of line, when you think you got to say something. You know, that gets most of us. You feel like you got to say something or you have to do something. No, you really don't have to. You listen to the Lord, and if he tells you to say something, then you say. If he tells you not to say something, then you keep quiet. I said something out of turn, and then he breached me, and I had to confess my fault to get the glory to come back. You don't want to go gloryless. You don't want your head to lack oil. You don't want your life to be devoid of the power of God working for you. Helping you to overcome. Just humble yourself and confess your faults one to another. It's only pride that keeps us from the glory and the miracles of God. Are you going to learn these lessons and practice them? Are you going to call the prayer line this morning as a first step of humility? 770-994-3777. Yes. You need your eyes opened. You don't want to run into brick walls and you're blind. You need to see. <laughs> you need to see. You need to see. You need to see. When you see someone doing well, pray for them. <clears throat> I just saw a ministry in India. We, I was in India years ago. And to see, as one of my sons put it, the seed we sowed come into fruition and and an Indian rising up, not somebody coming from America. I mean, the one church alone is 300,000, I believe, has 160,000 members. And he's setting up these mega churches because India has a lot of population, at least a billion people now. And they got money, they got technology. Things have so changed than 41 years ago when I left India. And God is moving there, but I started praying for that man. When you see God using somebody, pray for them. Because hell is angry and they're plotting to bring them down. Pray, pray for us spiritual leaders. Pray for us that we may stand strong and get the job done. In Jesus' mighty name. <laughs> Amen. Paul said, I heard of your faith and your love to all the saints. He said, I cease not to pray for you. That the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. That you may know the hope of his calling. The exceeding greatness, power, greatness of his power to us what who believe. And the riches of his glory in his inheritance in the saints. It's all written there, beloved. I'll be covering those messages as time goes on. It's a brand new year. It's exciting that God is opening up our eyes and showing us things that we need to get to our destiny. I'm so excited to be a vessel to help you get there. That's why I'm telling you to partner with me, support the voice of resurrection. We've grown up. We've proven ourselves. We've been here for years, blessing you and prophesying to you. It's time for you to trust us and support the voice of resurrection. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.